Welcome to the Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. Hey, gang. Uh, it's it's been a week or two here. I don't know about with you guys. It's uh, you know, it's 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 the world, isn't it? And um, there's some there's uh, parts of it that make you not feel so great, and there's parts of it that make you feel great. And uh, for the next 10 or so minutes, I'm going to focus on the parts that make me feel great, even though there's some stuff going on that makes me feel less than great. I do want to thank everyone uh, for reaching out, who reached out um, after I posted about uh, Amy Ostriker uh, and her untimely passing. I hope you all enjoyed re-listening to her episode uh, about In Trousers. Uh, it was such a great experience to talk to her. I did not know her very well, uh, but she messaged me many times before she was on the show and after she was on the show. Uh, and uh, was someone I saw someone, one of her friends on Facebook, I think, described her as the galaxy's artist in residence. And I think that suits her to a T. So uh, thank you for reaching out. I hope you enjoyed uh, the rebroadcast. Um, you're possibly wondering why I opened the episode with such a silly song. Uh, one of the reasons I did was because one of the things I learned this week was what that song was called. Uh, I had that song stuck in my head. I had no idea what it was called. It's called Popcorn Song, apparently. Uh, it's a bop. I like it. And, um, you know, it's in your head now. And I'm sorry I'm not sorry. Uh, <laughs> other thing I discovered in the more positive light is that there is a volume two of she is risen how did i miss this i can't believe i missed this um she is risen is the uh jesus christ superstar uh project uh all female cast of jesus christ superstar volume one ep has been out for a while now volume two came out in september and i just missed it i have no idea how everything's all right this jesus must die king herod's song could we start again please you got Cynthia Revo. You got Shoshana Bean as Judas. You got Morgan James as Jesus. You got Bridget Everett singing King Herod's song. You got Eden Espinosa as Peter. Like, what more do you want out of the world? So go get Jesus. She is Risen Volume 2. I can't believe I missed it. I'm really excited for all the volumes to come out, uh, to have a complete all-female production of Jesus Christ Superstar that I can listen to. is very exciting for me. Um... I also uh, was fortunate enough to uh, listen to Little Black Book, the new world premiere uh, concept album. Just came out a couple days ago, I think, actually, um, in like the, the 9th of April, I believe, uh, written by uh, Billy uh, Riki, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, it is the musical version of the life of Heidi Fleiss, and it is great it is absolutely wonderful a lot of great different um vocal artists i'm not 100 percent sure 
if it's a one person show with just a lot of different performers or if it's a lot of because it's all different performers performing the role of, of Heidi Fleiss and telling her story. Um, we got Orfe, you got Brittany Johnson, you got Monzel Solomon, Samantha Pauly, Diana DeGarmo, Alice Ripley for crying out loud, you know, Natalie Weiss. There's just so many great vocalists on there. There's Natalie Weiss singing my favorite song, I think. Um, Summer in Nevada might be what I close with. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Pandering is pretty funny. There's some guys, great. It's a really great album. The energy is fantastic. It's a very interesting story. Uh, that goes beyond what you already know. Jessica Vosk is on this album. How could I forget that? Singing Streets of L.A. She's great. Uh, it, it It's just a wonderful recording. You absolutely have to hear it. It's brand new. I don't know what form the show will take in the future, but it is something you want to be on uh, in on the ground floor of. Um, it's, uh, it's just absolutely wonderful. Uh, coming up here next week, the episode will be Glenn Weldon, NPR's own Glenn Weldon, talking about My Fair Lady. You do not want to miss it. It is just an absolute treat. Glenn is a wonderful person to talk to. And it's a musical that's just, of course, a lot of fun. I'm sure you all know it. Um, it's a musical I was in in, in high school. I played Doolittle. Um, there is video of that. Is that going to show up on the Facebook page? We'll see. Uh, and then two weeks, I've already recorded the the two episodes, uh, two weeks after that, which is going to be Chris Adams and Holly Morgan from the Out for Blood podcast, which I hope you've been listening to. I did an intermission on it a couple weeks ago, uh, the, the podcast that is all about the production of Carrie, the musical, um, and the creation of it, and how it came to Broadway, and how it came to be in all of our hearts. Um, and they, as joint guests, uh, chose Bat Boy, the musical that Chris directed and Holly was in uh, several years ago at the Edinburgh Fringe. It's so much fun. They were a lot of fun. Uh, another transcontinental recording. And I've got another trans transcontinental recording coming up with uh, Damo Hanlon talking about Follies. So a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of Brits on the pod coming up, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I also wanted to say real fast as, as theaters are starting to come back, um, and people are starting to plan productions at the very least, even if they're not actually coming back in the next couple of months, they're starting to prep for their productions and and get their design teams together and, and things like that. Now is the time for those who talked a really big game during the pandemic to walk the walk that they have been talking and it's a time to see whether or not all those things we said about having design teams that are diverse, casts that are truly diverse, telling stories that are diverse. Because the, the silence in the wake of the Scott Rudin article has been deafening. And I think that it's showing that as theater is starting... Somebody tweeted that um, one of the... Uh, paraphrasing here, but one of the reasons that it's so hard for theater to change is because everybody in theater is so scared all the time. And I think that's true. I think we are all kind of scared, scared that we're never going to work again, scared that this whole thing is going to go away. But there are people we walk past and work with and, and call our friends who are scared to that they are going to be killed and scared that their rights are going to be taken away um, and scared that they are a, a few pieces of legislation away from being relegated to virtual non-existence. And so I would remind people who don't walk around with that fear every minute of every day, it is their responsibility to use whatever privilege they possess for the betterment of all mankind. And 
I understand that it's exciting to get back to work and I understand that it's exciting for us to get back into the rooms and I want to get back into the rooms and I want to work as well, but I don't want to work in productions that don't reflect all those things we were talking about when theater was closed because that benefits all of us. That makes theater better. That makes theater stronger. And I understand that we're afraid not to work again. We're afraid of a lot of things, but now is not the time for white fragility. You know, now is the time to stand and say, I talked a really big game when the stakes were super low. Now the stakes are high and you better live up to what you said. I am holding myself to that standard. I hope all of you are as well. And you don't have to comment about it. Just do it. You know, talk is cheap. Get out there, do the thing and do it right. And you will be proud of yourself in the end. You will be happier in the end and the world will be better in the end because you maybe suffered through some short-term discomfort when you turned down a job because you didn't like the composition of the production team or you made some demands as a playwright on the production itself that were met with some resistance of saying, well, I don't know if we can do that, if we can have that kind of diversity in the production group. If you stand up and say, well, then you can't do my play, maybe they won't do your play, but you know, wouldn't you rather they do your play your way, the way you want it to be done, and the way that is the right way to do it. I will now get off my soapbox uh, because, as I said, talk is cheap, but this is just a reminder that, you know, people are still watching and we are still being held accountable for our actions. And if we don't do the things we're supposed to do, then who are we at all? Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week, as I say, with Glenn Weldon. Two weeks after that, Chris Adams and Holly Morgan. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Well, it's summer in Nevada. You can feel it on your skin. As you think it can't get hotter, then somehow it's hot as sin. Once you're breathing, gets unsteady and the flocks die in the soot you start living like a cactus taking heat but staying put wondering when's it gonna rain in Nevada when's it gonna
Once enough have passed you by You'll see there's a time 